Welcome to this episode of Tell Me More, where Dr. Wiles and I, Katie Reed Hodges, talk about anger management, why he chose to preach on it, how it's practical and biblical, and where do we go from here. It's an enjoyable conversation, and we're glad you're listening. So stay tuned. Welcome to this episode of Tell Me More. I, Katie Reed Hodges, am in the studio with Dr. Dennis R. Wiles, but there's just two mics today. Our friend, our friend Luke is across the street, and he is hanging out with our senior adults, our traditionals, at Magnificent Monday. Magnificent Monday, uh, led by Brian Spolvida. So he's speaking to them, and we were commenting a minute ago, there's a lot of life on our campus today, which we like. So in our fellowship hall, we have Magnificent Monday. You walk around the building. In our preschool children's lobby, there is Dr. Wiles. My little grandson Gideon is in the house today. Just so. playing open play. And so a plug. we've got uh, a whole group of leaders from the Baptist General Convention of Texas on our campus today going through leadership training. Yes. So BGCT is in the house. And they're on the second floor of the children's they building. Are. And let's not forget the most important. Come on now. On the first Here floor we go. of the children's Here building we go. behind locked doors. Here we go. Are Jack, Ben, and Samuel Hodges. Absolutely. So there's a lot of life over there in our <laughs> main building. Along with 117 other of their closest friends. I love it. It turns out they're just acknowledging other babies exist. So they're making friends. They're making friends. Oh I've got some, um, you know, prophetic love connection. There's a few little babies that I think, you know, come from strong families. Yeah, it could, could be. Could be great. Could be. Can't we know. Go ahead and start talking about well, it. Well, little Catherine Thornell. I'm just saying, other <laughs> boys, you keep, keep your hands off. Keep your hands off. Her and Ben had a thing going last night at, at, at child care during uh, oh, the parenting man. seminar. So there you go. anyway. Um, okay. Speaking of parenting and all of that, you're preaching about family. That is right. And we all have a family. Mm-hmm. We all come from a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of us have families of our own, and we're learning how to do all this. Mm-hmm. None of us are experts, mm-hmm. even those with PhDs in it. Mm-hmm. And so you have chosen a super practical route for mm-hmm. all this preaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've said it just because you're kind of, you're wanting us to just address this is where we are. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Absolutely. Less than the ideal. That's right. Yeah, more of a acknowledgement of reality and some theological underpinning mm. uh, for Christian parents mm-hmm. to at least have um, so some framework. Yeah, to to build from. That's what mm-hmm. I'm hoping yeah. that we've accomplished already. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like the family is God's idea. We we didn't come up with it. This yeah. is His plan for mm-hmm. us, and He mm-hmm. desires for us to live in a family. So, families are important, yeah. and the roles within the families. Um, are are vital for us to understand them. And was was it just last week we talked about parenting mm-hmm. about the Shema? I loved using the, yeah, Shema, the Shema as the model. Mm-hmm. That as you go in, parents, imprint this. Right. Parents must parent. Right. Yeah, I've been thinking about that. You know, I'm a new parent, mm-hmm. so everything's kind of fresh, mm-hmm. right? I'm not really uh, cared about parenting, mm-hmm. in, at the level that I now do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll just say that. Although you were parented well, you know what? I okay. Let's be transparent with our audience. I messed up on the recording. Okay, here we go. I at one point was recording, and then when I said, okay, let's do this, I think that maybe – no, I did. I'm just having a hard time admitting it. I think I hit the record button again, and actually Dr. Wiles and I talked for about 25 minutes. Right. So uh, you're actually doing this with a little bit of anger. 
I a little self anger. Pastor, I need some pastoring. <laughs> I'm I'm angry at myself, which that honestly that is something unique to talk about. And we can, yeah, but before right. we jump in, the last time we recorded this, actually, <laughs> the last time we did not record this, as <laughs> I was well, that's what when Luke's not in the room, this is what happens. Right. Luke has been sitting in this seat since before, well, since I left for maternity leave. That's so right. this is my first time to be that's responsible. Right. You're in the producer's so, chair. So uh, one. <laughs> You're welcome. The sound effects are back, but we miss Luke for a lot of reasons, but the one, he was the one that hit record most of the time. So, okay. But I started us with a little question about family because I think Mm -hmm. it's so ripe for it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to change the question. Okay. So uh, you'll never know what what Dr. Wells and I talked about in this studio with no recording. It's in the playroom somewhere. Yeah, I'll ask it again. Uh, (laughs) But here's a question I think is interesting. And you may need time because this is fresh. I haven't primed him for this at Uh all. But what did you receive from your family of origin? that you now live into yours, that you've brought into your family, that you've been able to create, that's like your your favorite or most valued thing. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. What did your family pass to you mm-hmm. that you said, I've got to do that, and you now pass it on? Whether it's mm-hmm. that conscious or not, but mm-hmm. what you really celebrate that your family gave you mm-hmm. that you could then pour into your family. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, you are throwing me a question here. It is. Um, and I, honestly, as we were talking, I thought that's, there's yeah. this ripe, there's ripeness to that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you at home, yeah. think about it. Yeah. If you want uh, someone to tell that to, email yeah. us because yeah. that's a fun. Yeah. We do this. We do this in marriage counseling, mm-hmm. marriage prep. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not counselors, but um, what did you? Okay, what are you? What's your expectation? You talked about this in your sermon mm-hmm. coming from your family. Mm-hmm. That and some of it's so subconscious you don't mm-hmm. even know that's things right. like who's going to turn the lights out when you go right. to bed. Right. Well, that's the male's job. That's the female's job. Right. My mom always did that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's so. Basic, but you know, mm-hmm. you don't think about it until mm-hmm. you're married and someone mm-hmm. has it. Ryan and I, our thing was, um, I'm giving you time to think. Uh, when we got married, we knew each other really well, but we have a sh- an old tub, you know, where you push, you twist a knob and it goes up into the shower. Mm-hmm. And then you have to manually untwist it. Oh, Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I'm so I know exactly what you're talking about. I realized that I <laughs> untwist it and it goes back to the tub yeah. when I'm done with the shower. Yeah. Ryan just keeps it on because he always showers. You know, he yeah. never takes a bath and right. I, I do both. And so I got in the shower <laughs> and just got sprayed with cold water. Scream, and I was like, scream. yeah, Ryan. Yeah. And that, that, that may be family of origin. That may be the, literally the physical house you grew up in and what the norm was there, right. like what switches. But it was, you know, oh, you think you know each other and then there's that. Yeah. So, okay. So, well, what I would say. Yeah, hit us with it. Probably maybe it would be um, acknowledgement maybe is the word I would use. In my family, growing up, my parents both, um, even though my dad was a could be a pretty um, strict disciplinarian, so to speak, um, but they acknowledged us as individuals, mm. and they celebrated that acknowledgement with us. So the mm. things that were important to us were important to them, mm. and um, and so you you felt acknowledged as a person mm. and um and you and you also i think you um you learned to acknowledge that in your other family members so mm. um yeah that's something that i think i i did give conscious thought to as an adult is i've tried to do the very same thing in my family that we're just we're different and everybody needs to be seen and acknowledged and heard and then figure out how do you help celebrate that person. Mm. In fact, I almost think mm. that, you know, when the Bible says train up a child in the way they should go mm-hmm. when they're old, they won't depart from it. 
I think part of that means, obviously, we need to teach them the right things, for sure. Yeah, training. But I also think it has an element in it of figure this child out and help acknowledge who they are and then celebrate that and guide them in that direction. Mm. There's a, I think there's a part of that in it. And I think my parents did that with us. We're all very different. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, and they were okay with that. And I think we all felt seen and heard. So mm-hmm. that's probably what I'd say. I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it's a great gift to your oh my gosh, other family members. Yes, to be seen and mm-hmm. known and mm-hmm. celebrated mm-hmm. in a family unit. Yeah, and not and Powerful. my parents didn't compare us to each other. Mm. They just didn't do that. Mm. You know, we they didn't say things to us like you know. Well, your brother always, or your brother didn't, or mm-hmm. whatever. We we they didn't do much of that with yeah. us. So um, that's good. I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, so. I have to give a quick shout to my parents as I've thought about this as you're talking. I've thought about it before too. I'm mm-hmm. in marriage counseling. Um, my parents were very present, mm-hmm. and they weren't workaholics. Mm-hmm. I think I've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Respected in their fields. Yeah, had careers, but I never really never really got in the way of my relationship with them. Yeah. you know, they mm-hmm. weren't at the office late. Yeah. they didn't bring work home. Yeah, that's been the most helpful thing mm-hmm. for me as a mm-hmm. minister mm-hmm. to to think through that mm-hmm. now that I have kids. Anyway, yeah, my dad. I'm just telling you, my dad. Yeah, I, when I was, um, I guess I was in high school. Let me think about this. I was, uh, yeah, when I graduated from high school, I started playing baseball when I was eight, mm-hmm. and I played my whole life all the way through high school. Um, tried to walk on in college, played a little semi-pro ball out here, so that changed after that. But but through high school, summer leagues, my dad missed one baseball mm. game my entire life. And I hit a walk-off grand slam in that particular game, and it just liked to killed him. <laughs> how about that? <laughs> so, the uh, one he missed. Uh-huh. Not, not that I remember it, but I do. Uh, yeah, how many years later? <laughs> it's been a long time ago. Yeah. But I called him. He was with my um, with our family. They were in Georgia, and and we were able to make a collect call back in those days. Oh, uh-huh. dates this. Uh-huh. Daddy said, "Call and tell me if you know if it's a big deal or whatever. If it's just a routine thing, we'll talk about it later. But if yeah. something major happened, call." So I made a collect phone call to my dad at my grandmother's house, and um, they took it. And I said, "Dad, you, you know, Daddy, I came to bat the bottom of the seventh inning, bases loaded, two outs. I hit a home run, won the game." He was like, "Oh my gosh." And he missed it. <laughs> but he celebrated with me over the phone. Well, and that's it. But that yeah. present, that acknowledgement, mm-hmm. powerful. I know. think there's a, I'm I'm a very new parent, but I have been parented my whole life. Mm-hmm. Something very powerful about presence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get much right, but if you show up, mm-hmm. that's like 80% of the mm-hmm. job. It's helpful. It is very helpful mm-hmm. to just be there mm-hmm. for the, you know, the. Mm-hmm. my family went. Things that matter. My, Ryan's family went to their, Ryan's cousin, their niece and cousin. Uh, she was in eighth grade and they did Spongebob the musical. And I said, how was it? And I, I don't think they'll hear this. I don't think their 14-year-old cousin's going to hear this. And Lexi, Ryan's sister, said it was terrible. And in fact, they came out and they were like, that's the best one we've done yet. And Lexi was like, oh my gosh, there's a worse version of this somewhere. <laughs> but she showed up because that's what you do. That's so right. anyway, mm-hmm. um, thanks for entertaining that. Yep. But um, Okay. You talked yesterday, you preached yeah. to us, very, mm-hmm. very practical, out of, mm-hmm. I mean, biblically based, mm-hmm. but practical about where our lives are, mm-hmm. about anger management. Mm-hmm. And can I ask you why, of you know, eight or so sermon series, mm-hmm. sermons within this series, mm-hmm. you chose to give one whole sermon mm-hmm. 
to anger management? Mm -hmm. Well, I would say that this series is designed to, like I said, give us some theological underpinning, some structure, and to also to acknowledge the reality of real life, Mm -hmm. what we're really dealing with. And so part of the series, the series is not a how-to thing. So it's not, it wasn't that, you know, one, two, three, mm-hmm. have a perfect marriage, raise perfect children. It's more of um, of built, putting some parameters in and then you, in an indigenous way, determine how do you take this as, as Christians mm-hmm. and apply this to your own family. Mm-hmm. Yesterday's was a little more practical probably than some of the others in this series, but yeah, I, but I don't want to make it sound like it was just a how-to. Yeah, it really was. Because it's biblically based. Yeah, I think so. Well, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I believe so. Well, I, you know, this was a quote that I shared yesterday that I just said, this is where I think the challenge is. Anyone can get mad, but to be angry with the right person for the right reason at the appropriate level at the right time and express it in the right way is a challenge. Mm-hmm. So that's why I want to talk about anger. Because yeah, I think because nobody gets it right. Right. We yeah. always struggle with it. Yeah. I think we do. And also... I wanted to give the leaders in the home, the people that are responsible for the home, mm-hmm. an opportunity to to give some thought to how are you expressing anger? Because we mm-hmm. all do it. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, we default to whatever we've seen or we were taught. Um, and I wanted to, to ask the congregation to think together about how are you managing anger? Because we mm-hmm. have to manage. That's why I wanted I mean, anger management yeah. is a kind of famous phrase. Right. But I believe it's important to But you to quoted these it. statistics at yes. the beginning. Oh, my goodness. The domestic Just, violence yeah. is, 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 is an epic. I mean, you're talking about a pandemic. You know, yeah. it is I'd a say loneliness. Pandemic. We talked about that in Man. here. And so. And this, yeah. Yeah. So I felt like, all right, well, let's just talk about anger. And well, that, And I felt like, too that I wanted to give this um, shout out to the whole conversation about temperament and just how you are wired. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Say more about that. Tell us more. Yeah. Cause I'm <clears throat> temperament. I am a millennial mm-hmm. and even, even in seminary, we spent mm-hmm. a lot of time talking about personality types, yeah. how to know yourself, mm-hmm. therefore to know God better, mm-hmm. how to know others to live in community better. Mm-hmm. But I feel like uh, I'm speculating. When you went to seminary, mm-hmm. they weren't talking like that. No, a little more nuts and bolts. No, this is right. how you do ministry. That's right. Yeah. Somewhere along the way, there's evolution of just the self knowledge, mm-hmm. and it can it can be a ditch. I think at yeah. least that's a critique of it. For sure. But there's value in it. Tell though. me, but, but can you tell me about your? Can you tell me more about your journey <laughs> with kind yeah. of this the uh, the legitimization of mm-hmm. temperament or, mm-hmm. or personality? How did that become for you mm-hmm. so important mm-hmm. through the years? Well, I would say this. It started when I was little. Mm-hmm. My my parents, my mom and dad, came from two very different families in Georgia. And uh, and there, my my father was, um, uh, they were older when I was born, but my, my dad's dad, my grandfather, we, they called him Papa Wiles. Papa Wiles. He, uh, he was 54 when daddy was born. Wow. And then we daddy was. We talked about was, that in here. Yeah, daddy yeah. was 40 almost. I guess when I was born, somewhere in there. So when you're born, your grandfather was 94. Yeah, he was already dead. Right. I mean, would yeah, have been. He would, yeah. Yep. So, you know, um, but, so I never knew him, but my mother's family, I did know them. And my grandfather was a very, my mother's dad, very gentle, um, just sweet man. And so sometimes my mother would say to us, you know, about that my sister was already married and had a baby before I was born. So she was out of the house. It was just the three boys and I'm the baby. Mm-hmm. And mother would say, you know, to us, Emerson reminds me more of 
Marvin's family. Mm-hmm. Tommy reminds me more of my family, and she'd say, "Dennis, you're kind of a mix. You mm-hmm. you got a little bit of your dad's family, a little bit of my mm-hmm. family." So even in yeah. those early days, your, your mom was acknowledging, yeah, we were just different, mm-hmm. you know, and we did do- we did life differently. Mm-hmm. We see the world differently, and so I feel like my mom was just basically acknowledging again mm-hmm. that. We're just wired differently, and so different different types of discipline would work. I used to stay with my sister a lot. She had three boys, and my sister was more, you know, if somebody did something wrong, she would just spank everybody. Mm. My, my mom didn't mm. do that, you know. Mm. Um, my mom was much more discriminating, you know, yeah. thoughtful about it. And I'm not, I'm not dogging my sister. I'm just saying, you know, she was young and she had children. So, yeah. But I learned very early on that we're just very different. And so it wasn't until I was an adult that I really began to give that some thought mm-hmm. and recognize it. And then when I got married, you know, we talked about it, Cindy and I did. And then certainly when we started having children, I just basically decided, you know, I want to be like my mom in mm-hmm. that regard to realize children are different. And sure enough, ours are very different. It has nothing to do with them being a boy or a girl. Yeah. They're just different. They're just wired differently. Mm-hmm. And so you can treat them differently. You just do. I think you should. Particularly, well, in your to your point in conflict. Mm-hmm. When you're having a conflict with them and anger mm-hmm. might be in the midst of that. Right. You're gonna need to think about how it's gonna be received. Correct. Mm-hmm. And even your own temperament and the mm-hmm. giving. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Because when you think about your own temperament, you know, as I mentioned, you know, when you <clears throat> you know, you study developmental psychology and all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have all these different categories, I guess, of personality types or temperament, whatever. But generally speaking, there's mm-hmm. about three major ones of those. And I gave them a little more colloquial feel Sunday morning. But generally speaking, you're either easygoing, a little more middle of the road, or you're a little more intense active. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think most people can find themselves somewhere yeah. in those three categories. And if you had to guess about Dennis Wiles and Katie, <laughs> Katie Reed Hodges, where, where might you put us on that spectrum? So, yeah, I'm in the easygoing yeah, side. Yeah, I think so you have we, some of the more we, laid back. We, we've got that Ministers together. in this podcast studio we, right now. I was going to say, we share that in common. <coughs> but um, we are, we're balanced by those that are not the same. That's exactly right. Yeah, it's a Here good thing. on this staff. It's a good thing. In my family. Yeah. Cindy's a little more intense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, I, and I don't mean that critically, just like, I don't mean that I'm laid back critically, which is, mm-hmm. but that's just how we are. Yeah. And so, well, to me, when it comes to managing, self-regulating, mm-hmm. which we all have to do, mm-hmm. the expressions of our anger, then I think first you, you should have, you should give thought to who you are first, but then also take into consideration the person, the object of your anger or the, the person that you're having the conversation with about yeah. whatever it is you're angry. Yeah. And I think it can help for speedier recovery mm-hmm. and it can also help you manage in the moment if you give that if you give that some thought mm-hmm. you know to to just think well i know that she's very different than me mm-hmm. and i know that and i know this is probably going to bother her this yeah. does not bother me yeah you know and, and it's going to about... bother her that it doesn't bother me <laughs> you know yes so. i totally know what that is because i'm married to that <laughs> yeah and so, I I want you to be more upset about uh-huh, something. Uh-huh. Join me in this right. righteous anger. Yeah, I can't now. believe you're not this upset about this. Yes. You know, and yeah. I get it. Um, I I fully understand why you're so upset about it, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so, um, yeah. And so I think having having that in your pocket, mm-hmm. I think it's helpful for couples. I think it's helpful for dealing with your children because your children are very different. Some things are going to work with some kids. are not going to work with others. Discipline. Also, praise. Encouragement. The different kids just need different types of encouragement, and I mm-hmm. think that's what we have to learn when, particularly when you're managing anger. And we all, 
We all have to do it. We all do. Everybody has to do it. You've got to figure out. You can't just let your anger be unbridled. We Mm -hmm. all know that. Mm -hmm. Nobody gets to do that. Yeah. Okay. Um, If you do it, then obviously, you know, you're in jail. (laughs) You know, so we don't get. And not to mention spiritually, you're just all wound up. You'd be a mess. Yes. So you can't do that. Yeah. God can't find you. Well, that's what I want to say. You can't find God yeah. in yeah. the midst of just extreme anger that's all the right. time. In the Bible, you're, you're missing out. I was going to say, the Bible says a lot about that, you know, to yeah. me and about how you treat each other. Mm-hmm. So that, it, even though Sunday morning I, I tried to say, okay, I'm not getting this conversation on temperament from the text. I mean, yeah, you might, but, you could argue that it's in there somewhere, you know, about yeah. being considerate of each other. Yeah, maybe more in the application side, yeah. but I don't think it's yeah. in left field. Yeah. I don't think it, you, you, I think it made sense that it made it in the sermon. Yeah, and know? I wanted to kind of lead with it because I think it's important for people to think about. Um, but then I think that's a part of finding pathways to expressing our anger. Um, I also think this text challenges us to be honest with each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that's hard. Um, that's one that can be a little dicey. This is hard. It is hard. You know? I mean— if we just took these literally, mm-hmm. like the text I'm reading, mm-hmm. uh, the NIV, mm-hmm. it says, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If we could just do that. <laughs> I mean, that's not easy. <laughs> I know it. I actually had a— You a, can stop right there. I had a neighborly dispute this weekend, and I prayed a lot about how to handle it because mm-hmm. literally it's my neighbor. Mm-hmm. As in Jesus—I mean, you don't have to mm-hmm. say who is my neighbor. It's right. she, We share a property line, and mm-hmm. we live next to each other for almost five years. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be a good neighbor mm-hmm. and not a sucker. Mm-hmm. And I prayed because, like, what? Mm-hmm. you know, if I could literally just mm-hmm. do that. Yeah, absolutely. It's actually harder than mm-hmm. it, it seems. Yeah. So don't, you know, don't gloss over, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know, one of my neighbors one time was angry. He came over to my house, and and uh, he said, come here, I need, I need to show you. I need to show you what. Uh, your yard guy has done. Mm. And because um, we have a company or, or back then we had this company that was doing a yard for us. And I said, okay. And there was some gravel there. And he showed me where there was a crack in a, a pretty big window, mm. you know, and he was really upset about it. And mm. he said, look at this right here. He said, your your guy gets over here with his weed eater. And, you know, this is what happens, mm-hmm. you know, when you're just not. And then, and then you just walk away from it. You know, how do you walk away from it? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I immediately found myself being defensive, you know, because I was mm-hmm. kind of thinking, now, wait a minute, my yard guy's not that. I mean, they're pretty responsible people. Yeah. I can't imagine, you know, if you br- break a window, you just walk away from it. Well, he wears these headphones, and again, he doesn't even know what he's done. And now, look, now we got to get this fixed. And uh, and and so um, I think you should pay for it. But if you won't pay for it, I think you ought to pay half of it. Well, then I started, I could feel myself like, now, wait a minute now. Mm-hmm. You know, first of all, we don't have any video here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure this happened. And I said, and then I just caught myself because I am pretty easygoing, but mm-hmm. I, you know, yeah. Uh, but I was like, "This is my neighbor. Mm-hmm. I'm not moving for. I mean, as far as I know, for a while. Okay. Um, you know what? It, this. I mean, it, this could have. I'm looking at it, going. You know, I mean, looked unlikely to me, but I thought, you know what? Mm-hmm. I said, okay. I tell you what. What if? What if I? Why don't you get an estimate? And I'll just pay half of it. And uh, and he said, well, I think you should at least do that. I said, you know, I think you're right. Right. Okay, yeah. let's do it. Yeah. And, uh, well, a couple of days passed. The window guy comes, you know, to kind of investigate mm-hmm. it all. My doorbell rings, and my neighbor uh, then says, hey, I need, to, I need to show you something. I said, okay. So we walk. So I'm thinking, you know, the guy's here and all that. We go over there. Well, his gate 
opens to that <gasps> window and his gate handle just knocked a perfect hole in that window. Uh-huh. And it was and the it, reckless mm, opening of the mm-hmm. gate. It had nothing to do with my guys. It happened my, to be right next to your little rock. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. and, uh, and he just said, okay, all right. I was wrong, mm-hmm. you know, and I was so glad in that moment that I hadn't overreacted because yeah. he didn't really overreact. I thought it was a little, I thought it was a little ab- abrasive, but, yeah. but yeah, but I found myself self-regulating in that mm-hmm. conversation. And then later when we realized what the culprit really was, I was so glad that, that I hadn't, hadn't flown off the yeah. handle and, you know, really damaged our relationship. Yeah. And so. And it is good. I mean, Jesus was yeah. wise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Duh. Yeah. But to say about your neighbor, because there are all these, one, it, it, he's literally telling us to love the world around us. <laughs> exactly. But also like you're saying, and, and ours is a little complex because we do hope to move soon. We yeah. are in the market where yeah. if, as soon as the right house comes up, yeah. we're gone. Yeah. But it could be six months. It could be two days. But either way, like I, I have yeah. known and loved this right. lady that lives next to me for five years. But there is this sense in which we want to just, we, we, Ryan and I, bury our head in the sand and say, mm-hmm. we have triplets. This is not a priority for us. It's a, it's a tree. It's <laughs> yeah. a tree thing. Right. But even... And I don't want to uh, – hello to those listening. I don't know why we're talking about this. But, don't go too far. Yeah. But I think it is – I don't know. It's, it's my, it was my spiritual thing of the weekend is yeah. praying through this and figuring out how God was going to help me navigate it. Because Ryan and I are more laid back, but that can also right. mean passive if you're not careful. That's right. Yeah, and you so – You don't want to sweep things under the rug. And that's, and I didn't, I wanted, I didn't want yes, to apply that same morning. But that's morning. what Ryan and I yeah. both, if we're not careful, lean that way. Yeah. And so that was the prayer. Let's, let us mm-hmm. not be – ostriches with their heads in the sand, right. but also I don't want to waste, you know, $2,000 <laughs> trimming trees that I'm not going to live under. And so, but we did this and we navigated it and we, we figured out how to come to a compromise. We, we met in the front yard with a tree guy and he's going to come this week and figure it out. Yeah. We got a good deal, all these things. Yeah. But afterwards she said, and this doesn't, the, you know, the, the, when they come back part, that's nice, but that's not the reason you do it. Right. But she came back and we talked, we were texting cause I have triplets, yeah. but she said, you know, my daughter and I planted that tree. My tree was providing not enough sun. My mm-hmm. tree was too shady mm-hmm. for this crepe myrtle to grow into mm-hmm. what it should be. Mm-hmm. And she really wanted me to cut back my tree. That's what, mm-hmm. anyway. And so finally she said, my daughter and I planted those crepe myrtles when she was little and they just mean a lot to me. No. And I'm like, if you could have just led with yeah. that, you know, <laughs> when we, then I would have been more right. generous financially exactly. with wanting to trim these trees back. Right. But it's just the way we treat people right. mm-hmm. is... It's core to yeah. Jesus' teachings. I mean, obviously, because we're meant um, to live life in community. But, and certainly, yeah. think about your family. You know, so Sunday morning, I told that story about Vince Lombardi. Here's a football coach saying he tried yeah. to teach his yeah. players to love each love. other. And you're thinking, why? And then he says, yeah. well, because I've learned in the moment, if there's real love on the team, they'll sacrifice for each other. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, seriously? Yeah. I mean, yep. <laughs> if this a football the gospel, team can do right. that, then surely we can. Church, well, family. Um, but I, I also say this about anger. Can I didn't say much about this Sunday morning. Thus, the podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. anger can be so damaging mm. and so debilitating, and it can just it can end things, you know, in ways mm-hmm. that nothing else can. Mm. It can end relationships, you know. It can end arguments. Um, it can end people's futures. I mean, anger can can have some incredibly damaging results. That's why, to me, it's really important that we figure out how to regulate it because mm-hmm. we're all capable. We're all capable at some point of unbridled anger. And so I think we have to at least acknowledge that. You know, one, one night um, we had a, a dog uh, years ago. Mm. I may have told you all this story. I can't remember. 
but I had bought um, a little swimming pool for Hannah to play in. You know, in those little pools, you know, you just they're kind of flimsy sides, you know, put water in them. Well, we had a half lab, half child named Barkley. And for some reason, Barkley loved that thing. But mm. the problem is when she would get in it, she'd tear a hole in the bottom of it. So well, she did that about three times. Uh-huh. Okay. And our backyard was didn't have the most grass in the world anyway. So it'd leave this big muddy mess. Well, then mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta throw this thing away. Mm-hmm. And back then, you know, we were poor and you know, you're spending money and anyway. And so I tried several times to teach her. I would I would go out there Barkley. and Barkley. Barkley. So I'd like put her nose in the water and I would go, see Barkley, this is no, you know. So she'd go to put her paw in. And I'd say, no, no, see, this is no. And so I'd kind of pop her a little bit. We had mm-hmm. we had a, like a little newspaper thing that we would use, you know, mm-hmm. just, yeah. you know, pop her little paw or what. I mean, little paw. She was a big dog. But for some reason, she's going to have So one night, um, I came home on a Sunday night and and I went out there in the backyard because she, she was an outside dog. And she was in the pool when I got in the backyard. Mm. And she had already torn the bottom mm. again, again. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't help myself. I said, I couldn't help myself. This is not true. <laughs> so here's what I did. I grabbed her. She's a big dog, you know. But so I kind of, because she knew when she saw me, she jumped out of it. Oh. So, mm. so I called her. So I take her over there and I think, okay, I'm only going to do this one more time. Mm-hmm. So I put her, I get in the pool with her. You know, I get in and I put her nose down in the water and I'm like, you want to, you want to play in this pool? So mm-hmm. then I would let her back up. Then I put her nose back down in the water and I mm-hmm. said, this is what, this is what you're doing. You can't do this. And you know, she's yelping, you mm. know, and so, and then I realized, oh my gosh. Dennis Wiles has lost yes. his cool. Yes. Crazy. Okay. So I finally go, okay. So I let her up and I just say, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I had to roll the pool thing up. So the next day, my church was a mission of, of Green Acres, Baptist Church in Tyler. Mm-hmm. Well, the youth minister at Green Acres lived across the fence from us. So the next day okay. we're in staff meeting You're... and this youth minister says, yeah. um, well, Wiles needs to give a report about what happened, happened last night. And and Paul Powell, the pastor, said, what happened last night? And he said, well, they had a baptism service last night. And I'm thinking, we didn't have a baptism service last night. And I said, uh, I'm sorry, but we didn't have a baptism um, service last night. And he said, yes, you did. He said, I was standing out on the back porch, and you baptized that dog about 20 times. And I was like, oh, my God. And I looked at him, and he mm. said, "He said, in fact, it was so entertaining. I went and got my wife, and she came out there and watched it. And that's what I thought. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. This mm-hmm. For a moment, what was probably was way over the top anger yeah. expressed toward a dog. Uh-huh. That was a great lesson. I mean, I, was, I still remember it. Yeah. Just thinking, okay, you mm. know, we're all capable of doing things in anger yeah. that are way overboard. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's one of the reasons. I didn't talk about some of that yesterday about how bad it can be, though. Yeah. Think about Now, I did mention the domestic right. violence, Right. You, you started obviously. with heavier, yeah. But, but still, um, you know, it's just— um, you know, a, I don't know, just, um, it, it can be so debilitating and it can be so hurtful. We got to figure out how to manage mm-hmm. it and, you know, damaging children with the things that we say to them, our spouses. I mean, I wonder how many relationships end just because of inappropriate expressions of anger mm-hmm. and you just get to where you just can't, you can't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons I wanted yeah, to address good. this with us. I think the text to me is helpful. I like the call to honesty, like you just said. Yep. But I tell you what else I like about this text. Well, I have a question about the text, too. I like that verse 29. Don't let this unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. You said unwholesome talk is a very yeah, yeah. It's clean more way like to describe foul that. foul-smelling, 
rotting rank. trash, mm-hmm. rank fish smell kind of stuff. Well, that was a great word to me because I think that in our anger sometimes that we just stink up the whole house. Mm-hmm. You know, we ju- we just it just is rank because of what's hanging in the air. Mm-hmm. That's what we've got to figure out how to yeah. get rid of. So, I so think- yeah. I think this has incredibly practical, this text, I'm looking at it again, mm-hmm. implications for us, uh, almost just instructional. But then in the middle, can I ask you about this? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very, put off false, put off falsehood, mm-hmm. speak truthfully. Mm-hmm. But then 25 and 27, 25, 26, 27, uh, excuse me, 26 and 27, get a little bit, they're just these phrases that we say, but there's actually a lot there. So mm-hmm. Paul says this. And it's, it's quoted, in your anger, do not sin. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, do not let the sun go down while you are still angry mm-hmm. and do not give the devil a foothold. Right. And then he goes back into super practical. Yeah. Anyone who's been stealing, yeah. don't do it. Don't do anymore, don't, yeah. You got to work. <laughs> do, do something useful. Yeah. Don't talk about people. You know? <laughs> That's right. And so it's, it, what, what do you want to say about this? In yeah. your anger, do not sin. Mm-hmm. Sounds easy. It's, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Mm-hmm. Does that, what does that really mean? Mm-hmm. And then... Don't give the devil a foothold. It's a powerful mm-hmm. phrase. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to, I mean, that's a lot to unpack, but yeah. anything stand out there yeah. that would be helpful to us? Yeah. I, I mean, all of it, you know, I mean, yeah. the, the fact that I really appreciate where Paul acknowledges you can be angry without sinning. So it's not a yeah. sin to be angry. Okay. Can I ask you, do you think you can or just Jesus? Or I mean, you know what I mean? No, yeah. Like, I, think I, I think I can. Okay. I think you can. Okay. Yeah, I do. Okay. I think you can be angry about something and figure out a way yeah. to address it. I think maybe yeah. that's confessional. I'm just not very good at being yeah. angry without sinning. Yeah. Without it leading yeah. to just behavior. Well, well what I didn't know? say Sunday morning, one of my all-time favorite taglines that I say to people sometimes, it's okay to get mad. It's just not okay to stay mad. Mm-hmm. And that's where mm-hmm. the don't let the sun set on your anger yeah. comes in. Yeah. That. It's okay to get mad, be angry, and don't sin. It's just not okay to stay mad. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I don't know. You know, if you got to resolve everything by midnight, um, you know <laughs> yeah. that can be challenging. Yeah. But I think his point would be, um, just resolve your the stuff. spirit of that. Yeah. F- figure out how to resolve it and don't let it linger because yeah. if you don't, you're leaving room for bitterness and so many other things to grow up. That's where the devil, to me, mm-hmm. takes great pleasure at breaking bonds. Mm-hmm. And the devil's an expert in brokenness. That's what he's really good at. And I think that's what we all face in battle. And so anger is a part of our lives that leads to brokenness. Mm-hmm. And to me, the devil just uses that. So just think about how mm-hmm. many families are broken, mm-hmm. how many, um, and you and I as ministers, we usually experience it in so many ways as ministers, but you know, when you're doing weddings and funerals, which we do a lot of, mm-hmm. family brokenness becomes Ooh-wee. very evident, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. emotions are kind of raw anyway. At either one of those kinds of events, weddings bring out a lot of emotion, funerals bring out a lot of emotion. And when families are broken and there's hurt, many times it's very hard in those emotional moments for people to maintain um, composure. Mm -hmm. And so you, you'll, you know, as well as I do, they'll Mm -hmm. say things to us like, well, I can't tell you how my fill in the bank, dad, mom, Mm -hmm. ex-wife, whatever's going to respond to this. So just get ready. Yeah. The most extreme case of that for me was I had a family that was, that was doing a wedding and the mom had basically said to the daughter and their relationship was completely broken. But she said, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to let you marry this guy. 
Well, she had been out of relationship with her mom for a long time, mm. and but the mom was trying to get back in. And so the mom said, if if you marry him, what I want you to know is I will come to your wedding and shoot you both. Oh, okay. Well, so what am I supposed to do with that? Yeah. So we talked to our church about it because we're having this wedding in our church. This is years ago. Mm-hmm. Hannah was actually in the wedding wow. as a little bridesmaid. Not a bridesmaid. As a little um, flower girl. Flower girl. Mm. And um, okay, so you have vested interest uh-huh, in the security uh, of this wedding, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And then, in right as the wedding started, right as everybody gets in, the bride gets in, the the dad has said, mm-hmm. "Who gives us when we marry?" I do. He has sat down. This lady walks in, mm-hmm. and with a purse, and she walks to the very kind of the middle of the church, if you will. Sorry, and um, and so well, I had folks in the church who knew her, mm-hmm. kind of knew what was going on. A couple of them were police officers. Well, they went and sat next to her, you know, so she knew, mm-hmm. you know. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, you know, but I'm looking at her. While performing the uh-huh. ceremony. Ooh. And so I'm, and, and here's this little bride who doesn't know. She doesn't know her mom has shown up. Neither does the groom. Mm-hmm. My daughter's standing there with me because back then in those days, the flower girls a lot of times just stayed. Nowadays, yeah. they don't do that much anymore. But back they then, were. Yeah, they stayed up there. She was right there mm-hmm. with me. And I'm sitting there in my brain thinking, okay, if I see her start fiddling with something, I'm going to grab my daughter, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm going to figure out what to do. Yeah. So, like I said, well, when the wedding was over and this little bride turns around, Mr. and Mrs., she sees her mom. Well, it just changed everything. Mm. She didn't want her mom there. Her mom wasn't invited, you know, mm. whatever. And now her mom's saying what she's going to do. And now she's walking out mm-hmm. kind of toward her mom. Just incredible brokenness. And I was standing there in that moment yeah. thinking, Seriously, seriously, this is how bad it gets in your mm-hmm. family. Well, brokenness, anger can be so damaging. That's why, to me, we could use the theologian Barney Fife, nip it in the bud. <laughs> you know, in other words, just yeah. just deal with it. That's yep. what I think Paul's saying here That's in this good. text. Don't let it, don't let it, you know, fester. Don't let it stew, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's why I wanted to say Sunday morning about. We all grow up with different models of conflict management. And then when you get married, you bring them into your relationship. Yeah. And now you've got to figure yours out, which is what I always recommend people to do. Mm-hmm. You figured out yourself yeah. how to do it. Yeah. because You have to. Yeah. What works for you all. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, every, I'm, I'm, Cindy grew up in a home that did things a certain way. I wouldn't fit in in that home. Mm-hmm. You know, just the way I'm, the way I'm wired. Mm-hmm. I, wouldn't, I would not be able to manage the way she managed. She would have had a hard time in mind as mm-hmm. well. And so when we got together, we couldn't just say, well, this one's better. This is superior. Well, no, it's not that either one of them is superior. We've tried to take the best of both mm-hmm. and create our own. Yeah. So, but the, but the bottom line is not to win, not to plant a flag. Yeah. I'm right. But to, to resolve mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. so that we can continue to have a healthy relationship. I that's, think that's really the goal. An excellent way to perhaps put a bow on this. Mm-hmm. The goal is not, the goal is healthy relationship. Correct. I mean, God is relational. Mm-hmm. Jesus came to restore our relationship with Amen. him and each other. The goal is not to be right mm-hmm. on an island, mm-hmm. but it to be in healthy relationship with the people around you mm-hmm. for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And so... I think if that we keep that in front of us, mm-hmm. that's a lens through which we see everything, mm-hmm. then we'll be healthier people mm-hmm. in general mm-hmm. and our families that's for what I sure. Would say. So excellent. Well, Pastor, this has been enjoyable. Thank you. We miss Luke. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, just one little thing for Luke. There it is. <laughs> just because, you know, I'm over here. Oh, okay. Ooh, we got it. several things going uh, here. Well,
I probably won't be in this seat again next week. So let me get it out of my system. So, well, uh, always grateful. Thank you all for listening. And let's take our anger seriously. And let's be healthy people and walk through life being led by Jesus. Amen. Amen and amen. See you all next week. for listening to the Tell Me More podcast today. You can subscribe to this podcast on your app of choice, or you can visit us at fbca.org to find out more information about the podcast and our church. Thanks for listening. Have a good day.